Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Kenny Harper here. And today I'm talking with a rock star professional that when it comes to being a media personality, a great actor, entertainer, gamer, overall awesome, Kareem Remo Mirak Tyson is making a name for himself. Now that is a name for sure. And I'd like to welcome Kareem to Growth Amplifiers. Hey, what's going on, y'all? You already know when the hago is Kareem Remo Marak Tyson. I'm definitely glad to be in the building, or rather, be in the radio show. <laughs> what's going on? And we're glad to have you here, and we're glad to be able to connect. You do a lot of different things. You are a multi-talented person, you have awesome personality, and could you help just kind of set the stage and let people know a little bit more about who you are and what you bring into the table? Oh, man. Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, amongst this uh, 14-year journey thus far, um, I've transitioned from being, you know, model and actor over to media uh, as a media personality, uh, podcaster, um, also um, having a vlog column in my uh, magazine, in the magazine section, um, and just and even being a gamer and content creator, you know, that's added on. And as well as um, as of late for this year in 2020, being an A&R of a music label. So um, it's a, it's a, it's a lot on the plate. But, you know, when you're accustomed to it over the amount of years of doing it, you know, you just work on the best ways to improve and just keep going. So I love that sort of concept. It's kind of one of the things that I've found in my career, I'm a fan of, I guess, variety, a fan yes. of different types of things to creative people, creative backgrounds, entrepreneurs. So as you're doing these multiple things, what inspired you to do what you do? What is your story? Wow. Oh, we're going to go there. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. Um, this is like back when it, like in my mid twenties, like, is when I started in my career, and which is shocking. Before that, I was really aiming um, to play in sports, you know, for basketball. I was aiming to be professionally in basketball. So the acting and modeling everything, um, a lot of my friends and family members um, and, fam and and friends of the family, it would always be like, oh, nah, you know, he has to be in TV or he should be modeling. Or, but I never really wanted it. It was just, mm -hmm. you know, you know, my family was involved in entertainment and modeling and stuff like that. I, for me, I was just that one, I guess you want to say odd one that just didn't have a care for it. And, um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, in a house party in Harlem, this is funny. So it was house party in Harlem. So around 2006, um, there's like this Lupe fiasco looking young man. It, was, it wasn't Lupe, but he looked like Lupe. Fiasco. Right. So we're in the kitchen of the house party. And just chopping up, kicking it. You know, he's he's like saying what he does. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, a retail worker, merchandiser at a high fashion women's store and all this other stuff. And, I, and I'm like, y'all, I graduated my computer, my uh, computer's major and all this other stuff. So he was telling me about this agency. Um, and the agency's called uh, Central Casting. So, but bet, 
you know, we're chopping up, talking about, he's telling me about stuff he was placed in, you know, shows and movies he's placed in and all that. And I started gaining interest. I was like, all right, like, what do you have to do? You know, he told me what he had to do. It was a real simple process, like go downtown in Midtown, um, pay a fee. It wasn't even, and the fee wasn't even crazy. Like, for, you know, to let your uh, listeners know, no, it wasn't a crazy fee. It was like literally at the time, it was like thirty dollars. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much wow. the fee now. I mean, I'm still with Central Casting. Like, mm-hmm. there are times I do go back in the pool and look for things and stuff like that. But um, yeah, at the time it was like, yeah, it was thirty. It was affordable. It was like thirty dollars. I mean, shit, I I waste thirty dollars on on random nonsense right. in, like, in like an hour. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, you know, went, did it, you know, wait, looked in the pool for, for things that was open to, um, be a part of. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I was a part of was, um, Law and Order SVU, which was like, I was, I was, I was geeked. Like I was real geeked up. I was like, Oh snap. You know, <laughs> I was like, Oh man, really? I'm like, I'm going to be in this. You know what I'm saying? Even though, even though it wasn't a speaking role, but you know, I, I start, I did start out as a background actor and everything. And, um, I just was like, holy shit. Like, you know, I was like, wow. You know, and I'll never forget, I'll never forget, yo, they were filmed at the time the scene was filmed at Grand Central Station. Oh. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, wow, this is really like happening. You know, and then, you know, I'm picking up the pieces from the PA, like guiding me on how to walk in the scene and, you know, don't be too, too close to the, to the, um, pro, um, the main actors and stuff mm-hmm. like that but you know act like you know and i and i was really picking up and learning up a lot of things and you know and i started getting highly intrigued by it because i'm looking like each each project i did like you know law and order nurse jackie elementary um friends with benefits you know i was in the friends with benefits movie um and other projects thereof i just kept picking on more and more things mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um unfortunately um, I did hit like a rough patch in between my um, acting and modeling career, um, and it did lead to a, a real deep depression. I mean, we could talk about that later on in this, but I'm just doing this introduction real quick, mm-hmm. um, which also tra- or had me transcend into media. You know what I'm saying? So everything I was learning from the acting and modeling, I took in with me with media. You know what I'm saying? Um, so far, this eight-year career, thus far, as far as in media... It's been a great ride. I'm not going to lie, man. Um, you know, learning how to deal with multiple people, networking, you know, when it comes to uh, creating your your platform, you know what I'm saying? Rundowns and understanding of time and understanding of the topics and researching, you know, it really, it really does come to play. And also too, with me being a producer as well, you know, cause I, I am behind the camera as well. And I've directed on a few things. Um, as I said, I took, I took everything that I was, uh, um, embraced with, with the acting, you know, career, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the sets I was on, the production sets I was on looking and everything about lighting and angles and everything, you know? So it's definitely been a, it's been a, a, a thrill ride thus far, you know what I'm saying? Even though it is 14 years, but still, it's still nonetheless, you know, refreshing to still learn and still take on things and everything. So that is quite the remarkable ride and it's similar in nature to kind of my journey is as well. My initial aspiration was to go as a uh, professional rock star. Okay. Uh, but now 
now I've shifted into being a rock star professional. Yes. yes. So you, you got to adapt sometimes and yes, you learn you things on your journey. Yes, you do. And, you know, any entrepreneur, any successful person has probably ran into the wall at some point in time. And you mentioned that you ran it. You had a, a meeting of the wall. <laughs> oh my God. Oh and, man, we could, we could go there. Like, yeah. A meeting of the wall. And, and sometimes, you know, Sometimes at the time, especially, it's not something we want to we want to promote and, and fly that flag. But looking back, you can say, "Wow, because I overcame this, Ooh. I can now share how I've learned on on that that dark spot, that journey, so yeah. that others, when they hit that wall, they mm-hmm. can overcome it as too." So, if you could share a little bit about you know what happened that that got you to that dark spot, and then. What ended up, how did you power through that? Woo. All right. So definitely this was like around 2010, around, around the time of 2010, to about 2011, I really hit like a real like depression state, you know, unfortunately, because what I was doing um, with the acting and everything, I was, I was on shows, mm-hmm. but then it was like, all right, I got to get to the next level and get speaking roles, you know, because I definitely wanted to be in the union and everything. And I, it was just like real depressing. And then I was, I wasn't getting that many gigs and stuff like that. So that kind of like depressed me because it was like, I started feeling the guilt and also from the appeasing as far as like appeasing people about, Oh, you know, this is what it is and oh, I'm doing this and everything. And then it just, it was, things was going to plan. So I went to a real bad depression state mm. and, and, and within that depression state, it, it even included, you know, multiple suicide attempts, which was, you know, it was, it was some scary times. I'm not going to lie. Um, the one that was like the nail in the coffin, but yet it changed things was when I tried to jump off a bridge and, um, and there's a bridge that's between uh, Bronx and Manhattan. It's, it's the 207 bridge. And um, I'll never forget that night, man. I was living, because I was living in Dykeman around that time and I was real depressed. And, you know, look at, I put a black hoodie on. And because um, it was start, it was like transitioning like from like warm to cold. So this is like probably like around like October ish, like October, November ish. And um, I, you know, looked in the mirror, I was crying. And I just said, fuck it. And, you know, walked over to the bridge. Like, literally, like, there's a part in the bridge where you could, like, go over a rail and just jump into the water. So I ain't go front. I had, like, one leg in, one leg out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and God brought, like, the Spanish dude. I mean, I, I don't know his Cree of race, I, you know, if he was Mexican or Guatemalan or you know of that magnitude but you know he shockingly he was shorter than me but he shockingly got was able to get me and get me off the rail and you know he was cursing me out in Spanish and then he spoke like barely English but you know he was cursing me out he was like yo you asshole stupid ass jerk fool what's wrong with you and then he just walked off you know and I'm not gonna lie like I was like yo I was just like thinking to myself I'm like what the fuck was going on <laughs> or whatever and um I hit up my homegirl um one of my good peeps I hit her up and um we went to like BBQs over in Washington Heights and I ain't gonna lie I just cried I just profusely cried you know 
all on the table. And, and, you know, at that time, you know, social media wasn't as what it is now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was still there, but thank God, you know, there was nobody there videotaping or for that magnitude and then posting it and all this other dumbness or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just cried. I just like cried. I just cried, 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 profusely cried. And, you know, I was crying to, uh, I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of, you know, cause I was partying around that time heavy, but yet it was just temper. It was, a, it was like temporary happiness. And then I'd be sad, tremendously sad again. You know what I'm saying? But right. to go to that point, you know, um, you know, yeah, BBQ's just crying profusely, profusely just crying. Like, let her know I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of saying yes to everybody. I'm sick and tired of um, just not feeling secure when I'm thinking. And, you know, and, you know, and she was consoling me, you know, letting me know, you know, hey, you know, you just got to change. You know, you got to find ways to change and everything. And I ain't going to lie, man. Um, from there and that point, I started uh, one of my models. My main model is called Perseverance is Real. So once I started understanding that, that it was real, you know, my mindset started changing tremendously. You know, you know, having more self-love within me and, you know, and feeling good to say no like no mm. when i had to you know what i'm saying right not saying that oh um when you say no to somebody it's something negative that sometimes that no is to save yourself from whatever you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. time is key i always try to tell people you know i always tell people that all the time like, you know time is very key and you got to really value you know people's time so if there's something that you feel you know that it will waste that person's time it's okay to say no. It's not selfish. Right. You know, I think, I think a society, society has this weird premise that if somebody tells you no, or if you look out for yourself that, Oh, you're selfish. That's not selfish. I, for me, I feel selfish is wasting somebody's time. I think that's selfish, you know, mm -hmm. or even for that matter, um, you putting yourself in a situation that could hinder somebody else tremendously. I feel that selfish, you know, um, but yeah, like I said, that's a, that's another time or another debate or whatever. But, um, you know, I started working on my self love and one of the things I did, I don't, uh, which I won't advocate for somebody to do, mm -hmm. but if you feel comfortable that you can do it, you know, I, I pulled back from everybody. I pulled back from everybody, friends, family. I've, I am, I'm not gonna lie. I've sacrificed friendships when this happened. There was one in particular, um, great high school friend of mine we were teammates on the basketball team we were bros outside of that and you know he wanted me to be in his wedding and i'm not gonna lie i honestly felt if i would have went to his wedding i probably would have killed myself on his wedding mm -hmm. you know the way i was feeling right the way i was feeling and you know and i know he was pissed off and he's hurt about it you know what i'm saying and everything that i'm acting and i'm not highlighting to say like oh ha ha, ha he's hurt but you know it, it it really affected things, even you know, even to now. You know what I'm saying? Like him and I, we never really sat down and had that moment to like really break that down. But I, you know, but you can tell it's not, you know, the same. Even though we talk on social media here and there, or you know, he'll like something of mine, and I'll like something of his, or whatever. But you know, it, it's never reached that time. And for me, around that time, you know, I really felt I had to step back from everybody. In order to in order to make this happen now, what I'll say is this: If you are an individual and you feel 
that you can't do it and you want to seek help, that is fine as well. I'm not advocating to self-help yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's just for me, I felt I can do it, you know, or right. if I couldn't do it, definitely, I would have, I definitely would have went to a counselor. I would have went to, you know, got guidance help or anything that, you know, I would have definitely did that. But I'm just saying for my situation, what happened at that time, you know, that's what I, that's how I dealt with it and cope with it and going forward. And also too, which I forgot to mention, you know, um, my owed heavily to the youth. And as far as with that, me being an educator, a daytime, my daytime job as an educator, you know, um, I owe it to them because that's where my happiness started building. And I started understanding what my purpose was, you know, because also, too, we have to understand as creatives and as artists, um, it is what I feel, you know, you have a, a weird insight about purpose you know what i'm saying because it's it's like pretty much our lifestyles as creatives is okay you create it's art art has no political base to it Mm -hmm. um you're creating and you're creating for the purpose of creating but then once that creator or creative doesn't have the purpose then all is lost there's no real middle ground there's no real um in between you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so for me during that time when i was in a depression state I didn't have no real purpose because everything else I was doing was like retail jobs. I hated there was uh corporate jobs. I hated, you know what I'm saying? And even right. though I came to the love of creating love with acting and modeling, but I was still not happy, you know? So once I started working in education and, and my happiness or not even happiness, I started becoming happier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It started growing because the youth, that's why I go so hard for them. You know, the youth, I, it's my ode to them. Like they really saved my life, you know, um, just overall, just, you know, just the purpose of, all right, I can't be that impact for them. I can't, I can't be one, a, a figure that could show them difference, or at least for that matter, put the seed, plant the seeds in them to have them understand things in life outside of school and everything of that magnitude, you know, or even for that matter, when I allowed them into my um, entertainment and entrepreneurial um, life, you know, for the last uh, four years, I've been uh, in education for the last eight. Um, you know, I, you know, allowed them into my world because I want them to have that in their head and understand like, okay, he's not just Mr. Tyson. He's, you know, somebody that creates and somebody that, that, that does other things besides just teacher. So you know, that's pretty much me in a nutshell as far as like how I been dealing with it and just continuously just work on it. Even even in these times that we're in now, these tremendous times, you know, tremendous hardship times, you know, um, I've been really just doing my best to make sure the balance and my mindset and that my purpose is still intact. I love that. You know, I'm seeing a theme coming here and when you go out and you connect with others and we live in this media focused world, don't get me wrong. Media can be a good thing, but it also, sometimes we can get in this culture suck of me go. (laughs) It's the ego about me. And when we do that, we we cut off the, the value that we're giving to other people. Right. 
And so then we, we're doing things, but then because we're focused internally, we're not radiating out. Right. That fulfillment's not there. Right. So th- then you mentioned something else. These are great pieces of wisdom um, that you've, you've shared is sometimes you, you've got to tell people, no, you got to say, oh, man. can't do it. I'm going to turn it down. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to per- not serve them. It's going to not serve you. There's a cost of opportunity. And it might, that. might hurt somebody, but it's there's a benefit of doing that. So, you, so then you unplugged, you got some clarity, and then as you focus on giving and, and really connecting with others and being more of a leader, that energy that was that was a lack before begins to shine. Right. Um, so that's a, a tremendous story of how you've experienced that, overcame yeah. it. And, and really transformed to be yeah, a better contributor. Yeah, no, tremendously, man. I mean, you know, and, and it is, there's still room for me, period, you know. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like I said, you know, I know society says, oh, my God, you sacrifice friendship over yourself. Yeah, if, if, if it's that, okay, my life is on the line, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to say it like that, but yeah, you know, and, and listen, and to, to those that are listening, I'm not saying I don't value friendship. Right. What I'm saying is I'm value, value, valuing myself to a high degree of, okay, I don't want to ruin the friendship. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. You, know, a, you know, a good amount of people in society or just a good amount of people in general they don't come to terms of, of understanding that because you think of the totality of the matter, like, Oh my God, the friendship is going to be ruined, but it's like, okay, what about your contributions to the friendship? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to continue adding negative or for that matter, how, how can I put it? A weight that isn't deserving. Right. Then why continue on with that friendship? That that just that just doesn't make no sense to me, and it's not to say for me that I feel I'm I'm hot I'm I'm holier or thou, right? And, and those should be entitled that of my friendship. And like, no, it's not it's not it's not of that matter. But in the same token, if I if I understand and see I'm a weight to that friendship, then no, I, I'm gonna cut myself out of the equation. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and and it's not to say, you know, and I know it's going to be seen or deemed as like, oh, it's selfish and and you're just thinking to yourself. No, it's not really. No. I Like I said before, as I broke it down, I see selfish as, okay, me continuously doing something that is not warranting or thereof, it's not helping a situation. That's selfish to me. Right. That's selfish to me, you know? It's just... Well, speaking of self-love, um, what's a project or what's something that you're currently working on that you'd like to share? Um, and then how can people find out more about you and, and what you do? Okay, no, definitely. Um, so the part, uh, so right now, um, I have another pod, I have two podcasts, but what my, my original podcast is called The Remo Marac. So I have co-hosts, um, Chloe and Kiyoshi. Well, Kiyoshi, well, he used to be called Midwest Yosh. Now he's, BK Yosh because he moved to Brooklyn. He moved to Williamsburg. But um, you know, um that podcast, uh, we talk about a lot of things, you know, um 
each each of their personalities is different. I'm more like the fire starter, antagonist. Uh-huh. I let the Ruger spray and just like and wild antics. Um, but the other two, you know, um, Yosh is like in in between. He's middle. He's middle pack. Uh, Chloe is kind of like me, but she's more like technical and business mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then my other podcast, I um, I just started, is called Of My Motto. Uh, perseverance is real. So that's more like a self improving. Um, type of podcast where I break it down. Each episode is a chapter. So I'm, I'm breaking down the chapters from where I started with perseverance is real. And I speak about scenarios that I went through so far. I have three chapters in um, the podcast started in June. You can find it on um, Spotify. If you okay. put in perseverance is real. Um, also there's a, also I have a um, Instagram mm-hmm. as well. It's called perseverance is real underscore podcast. Um, the, uh, if you want to go to the other podcast, Remo Marac, the Remo Marac, it's at the Remo Marac on Instagram. Um, but all my other future content, you can definitely find it on on my website, which is remomarac.com, all in one word. Um, if you want to hit me up personally, um, it's cool. You can do it there. Or if you want to hit me up on Instagram, it's cool. As long as it's positive, it's not nothing negative, you can hit me um, at Remo Marak, all in one word. R E E M O Marak M E R A K. Um, like I said, man, I'm I'm at the end of the day, man. I mean, year fourteen, this is dope. You know, for me to just reach that point is is cool. And you know, beyond beyond those years after, you know, it's just like I said, just being a inspiring, creative, and you know, an impactful figure at the end of the day. Awesome. So as we're kind of wrapping things up, yes. one of the things we ask is, you know, what's, and you've, you've given some great wisdom, wisdom thus far. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Um, what is a lesson that you've learned or a piece of advice that you would like to offer others on their journey? I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Um, there's three things that I truly like hone on or I like to tell, you know, upcoming creatives. Um, one thing is definitely be consistent you know, be consistent in what you do. Second, truly study the industry or craft or the business of the craft that you're, that you're doing or you're embracing or therefore you're involving yourself with. You know, the, the fame, the numbers, the likes, the follows, everything of that magnitude is going to be there. But you know, the understanding of the business, that is key. You have you you have to you have to do that. You have to do that. You don't do that, you're you're, you're going to be in a whirlwind, and I hate the curse here. Whirlwind of fuck shit that you're not going to like, you know, straight up and down. Real talk. Um, third, don't be put in that damn box. That's the one thing in my career. Like, there's tremendous people try to put me in this damn box, and I just never allowed them to put me in that damn box. Don't allow yourself to be put in a box. You know, if you feel you could do things consistently at a high clip of multiple things. Just make sure you're able to do it and then make sure it gets put into a niche. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's pretty much my advice right there. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and the cliche one, you know, uh, you know, be yourself, mm. you know, be yourself. I mean, there's too many people in this world, you know, on social media being something that they're not, and they're losing out on being themselves. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with being yourself. 
you know, you, you get a better clarity, you get a better, you know, mindset of being yourself versus it's a personation. I mean, yeah, you know, when you're networking, yeah, you, you know, you, as they say, you, you know, your first impression is your business card and all this other stuff. That's great. I mean, that's cool, but you know, right now you're in a society or you're in times where, you know, being yourself, you know, is key. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you connect with your supporter or viewer or listener better when they have a great feeling of, okay, he's being himself. He's being who I'm, you know, accustomed to or who I'm able to gravitate to, you know? So that's, that's, that's my word of wisdom and my advice to upcoming creatives and, and youth creatives. So Kareem, Remo, Marek, Tyson. There we go. Awesome. Glad to have you on the show. Glad yes. to have you contribute. Thanks for sharing and being vulnerable, sharing a little yes. bit of the challenges that you had overcoming them. It's awesome to hear the creative things that you're doing. Yes. yes. Back to the youth. Glad to have you on. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you very much. Kenny. You already know when the ha go ha early. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my friend. All right. No problem, man. You take care. Thank you. All right. Now. All right. Peace. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.